Hello and welcome to another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. My name is Amanda Cunningham and I am the founder and host of Bare Minimum Babe. Today's episode is about manifestation and it might be a hot take and push some people, but I'm okay with that because hey, I got to, to click on this episode and listen to my thoughts and feels on manifestation. Manifestations have been out there hardcore lately, like the past, I don't know, 20 years and all the boss babes and success stories talk about manifesting the life of your dreams and they sell you products and how you can learn how to do it too and like all the stuff, right? But I've got some problems with the logistics of manifestation and I know that I'm not alone. The main problem I feel like is a sense of control over something I don't think you actually have a lot of control in a lot of times. And then of course, when it becomes obvious that it is out of your control, you feel guilty because you think that you're manifesting wrong. You're doing it wrong. Why can't everyone else do it but you? And am I doomed to fail because the universe just hates me? The universe just isn't going to listen to me? Or it's feeling good about something that you haven't actually done yet. You just kind of say you're going to make it happen. And then that's the work for you. Like a lot of times it's focusing on the thoughts and the positive feelings and the actual techniques of manifestation. And there's not as much emphasis on the action of making the manifestation true. So I don't want to rant too much at the beginning of this episode. I just wanted to give you a quick synopsis of my feels on manifestation and I'll get into those things later. Like what exactly is it? Um, why manifestation, uh, manifestation particularly irks me more than what I've said here, kind of how it works with mental health and the issues I feel like with that and just other things that we'll go into. But before we get the episode for real started, I wanted to talk about really quickly an offer that I am giving away for the next month. So again, if you're listening to this live until the end of February, 2023, I will be giving away a free 60 minute marketing consultation calls to those. If you go into um, this episode show notes, it'll be a Google form intake form. It's just a couple of short questions to give me more information about you, obviously your email so we can set the call up, but essentially, um, I created this podcast because I personally felt that the hustle grooves were like really shoving things in our throat to hustle, hustle, hustle. And again, manifestation, right? And this is how you do it and blah, blah, blah. And I felt overwhelmed and burned out constantly and just all the things, right? And I was like, you know, there has to be a way that I can be aligned and do the things that I want without like fighting against the natural flow of what feels good to me. And I don't have to like look at other people to compare what they're doing other than getting tips and tricks, but not in a sense of scarcity in comparison mode. So with these, um, 60 minute free, uh, marketing and consultation calls that I'm, that I'm offering to you is basically it's going to be, I know you can achieve your goals without transforming into this hustle monster boss, babe, that society and all the hustle gurus are, are telling you to be. I know you can feel, I know you can feel good and in flow with your goals instead of living in constant overwhelm and scarcity comparison mode. And I can help you create this positive state without telling you just to manifest it. I can help you strategize in a way to where you want to be that's right for you and your business or your career or whatever it is that you are working on. My expertise is marketing because I have been in marketing for the eight, for over eight years now, but the call is going to be free flowing. It's your time. We can chat about things like creating and achieving goals, improving your marketing skills for your career and or your business, pinpointing and leaning into your unique selling point. And yes, everyone has one. And just coaching you through kind of different ideas that you might have and how they could work out and moving past the ideation phase into the action phase. And if you are still trying to suss out different ideas, like narrowing down which ones make sense. Or if you have a business, instead of like focusing on multiple things, 
figure out which one's working for you and lean into that. And why is that working for you? And just kind of delving into that and getting clearer about those things. So that is, is one of the, a couple of the things that we could talk about during the call. But until the end of February 2023 is when you should get those done. If you're listening to this after February 2023, still check out the website, bareminimumbabe.com, because I will probably have a different for, uh, different version of this call. Maybe it's a little shorter of like 30 minutes or 15 minutes. I haven't decided just yet at the time of recording this in January, but I will have other offers on bareminimumbabe.com. So if you wanted to get that free 60-minute marketing and consultation call with me, go to the episode show notes and the link will be right there. And again, it's just a quick little Google form um, that you can fill out just to answer quick little questions for me and then we can get a call set up. So without further ado, let's get into the episode of manifestation. Okay, so what is a manifestation? I'm sure you've heard of manifesting before. You probably heard it in the context of like boss babes and spiritualists saying things like you can manifest the life of your dreams. That's the one that I hear the most personally is manifesting the life of your dreams. And they're trying to sell me something usually. Or some variation of you manifested your life right now as like a motivational tool of like you manifested what you're doing now. You, that means you can manifest your way out of it or through something better or whatever. So to be clear, so everyone has the same starting point of understanding, myself included, I just want to define manifestation really quickly. So manifesting re refers to various pseudoscientific self-help strategies that can potentially make an individual's wishes come true by mentally visualizing them. It's based on the idea that you can think your dreams into reality by having a clear vision and focusing on it through a variety of different uh, manifestation methods and techniques that you can contract your dream life into essentially just being through thinking and the techniques. And this is due to you now being aligned with the universe, with those positive feelings and mantras and all the things and directing even your requests into the universe and the universe being like, okay, I got you. And then following through for you on your behalf, working in your way to make it happen, like doing part of the work for you. In addition, of course, to taking actions required to get what you're manifesting, but that's not really the main focus of manifesting. It's usually on the positive thinking and like the techniques on visualizing. So it's based on the law of attraction in which you attract what you put out into the world. So manifestation is essentially you send out positive vibes, energy, action, you'll get back positive outcomes. If you send out negative vibes, energy, action, you get negative outcomes. So the practice itself and just kind of the term was popularized by the film and book, The Secret by Rhonda Byrne, and it's kind of spread everywhere by every self-help guru. And it's seen as now like the quote unquote key to making your dreams a reality. And just as a side note for me as like a history nerd, the first thing that I typically think of when I hear the word manifest, just my association with manifest is manifest destiny, which if you don't remember seventh grade US history class, that's cool. It's a coin phrase. I'm reading from Wikipedia now, but this is fact. I promise you. It's a coin uh, phrase coined in 1845. It's the idea that the U.S. was destined by God to basically expand its dominion and spread democracy and capitalism across the entire North American content, continent. AKA, it was cool to slaughter entire populations, like deforest things, steal the land, spread their ideas by force through a place with people that wasn't ours and say, this is mine now because God said so. Because why wouldn't he? God favors white men. So obviously, yes, to all of this, 
whatever you want, white men, with your Christian God and guns and capitalism. Take the land that isn't yours by any means necessary. And that's how most of the Western U.S. was created, was through Manifest Destiny, a.k.a. taking things that didn't belong to us because God manifested it. So I know these things aren't actually linked, but it does put a nasty taste in personally in my mouth because of the term manifest. So I already have negative connotations with that word because I would not call the U.S. destroying cultures and stealing what doesn't belong to them ordained by God. Just saying. To start, manifesting personally irks me because I don't think you can positively think your way to being awesome and successful. You can't just focus super hard and visualize, visualize yourself as whatever you want and just like, and that it is. People who manifest do occasionally talk about like how you have to, you know, take action, of course, towards these manifestations. But overall, that's not really what's preached as the main focus of manifestation. The gospel of manifestation is positive thinking and aligning with the universe to send your request so that the universe is then working on your behalf because you have these positive thoughts and these positive like mantras and visualizations that the universe is like, okay, I can see that you see this. I got you. I, I can do this for you. The main focus is on thinking positively and visualize visualization, not on the actions involved in getting you the thing that you're repeating into the void, assuming some universal spirit is hearing you. Like, and the other thing that personally bothers me is what makes you think that your manifestations are more important than others? And this, in my opinion, just kind of seems like another form of praying, which if that's how, you know, other people view it too, I'm not like at all mocking the praying thing. It's just kind of like everyone's, uh, there's billions of people doing some form of praying, right? This seems like another form of praying manifestation to me. Like when, you know, like something happens and you get down on your knees and you're like, please God, I want like do this or like, please don't let anything bad happen to or blah, blah, blah. Like you're essentially putting a quote unquote manifestation to God, not the universe, but it's the same kind of concept of it's just praying. And like, what makes you think by you doing certain techniques and certain methods and certain things that your form of manifestation is then more deserving of the universe hearing your manifestation versus somebody else? Like why is your manifestations working versus somebody else's? So concerns that psychologists, myself included, and others like me, have with ideas like manifestation and others similar to manifestation is that it doesn't actually take into account people whose thoughts can be inherent inherently negative, like those with anxiety, depression, or other mental health di diagnosis, or you know, like schizophrenia, who just have like random thoughts and tons of voices in their head, just saying lots of different things that you don't want to manifest those things. And so when you overestimate the power of those thoughts, that could be dangerous to people who already have issues with their thoughts, like anxiety disorders, or it could create symptoms with people that didn't even have it originally. And like, for example, if someone with depression believes that no one loves them, could theoretically think that just because this thought went to their brain because they have depression and they think it all the time that it makes it true. So it's just like a constant loop of no thinking nobody loves me and then believing that you're making this true. So I personally, I have bipolar too. And I know that after a few decades now of trying that I can't just think and visualize myself to a better place and avoid all the drastic up and downs for myself and millions of others with other mental disorders. Like there's a measurable chemical imbalance in the brain and it's dangerous to tell people who suffer from these disorders to just manifest a better outcome. Like you can't manifest a paralyzed person into walking. Some things just are. 
and you just figure out how to best cope and work with it. Like you try your best to turn it into an advantage or at the very least not a disadvantage. Like it's something you just need to recognize and understand so you don't beat yourself up over something that you can't control because it just is like letting go of that illusion of control is what gives at least me the compassion for myself to move forward with the challenge and work with it and not against it. If I, ha- if I believe I had like legit manifestation control over every thought that I had and like all my thoughts created an outcome, I would like cause such chaos in my own life because the bipolar too is just like crazy in my head sometimes with the anxiety. And all of a sudden I'll just have these random thoughts and like immediately be triggered like emotion like feeling it in my body but like nothing actually caused it like I can't control some of my thoughts because the chemicals in my in my body and so telling me that I can control every thought and I create the outcomes that come from those thoughts is irresponsible and creates a sense of guilt and shame in myself because I don't I I can't get control over it but I should have control over it essentially So a huge problem that I have with manifestation and a lot of the manifesting gurus is that they insist that you manifest everything in your life into being, even the bad outcomes, even the life you have right now, the life that you're living, all of this is you, all of this is you, you created all of this. So I created everything in my room. Essentially, I created everything in my life. I created who I am. I created the people in my life. I created like all of the stuff, right? I I did this, right? I think what's getting mixed up with the manifestation is that a lot of it's focused on the thinking and feeling like I thought and it it popped in my head that I wanted this, right? And I visualized it to happen versus the action I took to do it. Like if I wanted to paint my wall blue, I guess you could call that a manifestation. I see a vision of my wall being blue. The wall doesn't just turn itself blue. I have to go to Home Depot or some other paint store and buy blue paint, step one. And then step two is paint the freaking wall. That's not a manifestation. That's just the action because I was like, oh, it'd be cool if I had a blue wall. So I think a lot of the manifestation talk is there's issues with the thinking and feeling, you know, of wanting something versus the actual act of doing it. And then what is the line between just the manifestation versus just doing the thing? And in the instances of like manifesting even the bad things is where I have the issue with it too, because I'm just going to go quickly through examples that I thought of because in my mind, I'm like, this doesn't seem like who would want these things? Like who is manifesting it? So if a school shooting happens, right, which are all the time in the U S for, you know, I'm not going to like get super like preachy here, but there's lots of school shootings, right? Did, did someone manifest those? Did the children, did the parents, the teachers, community members who manifested that? Or was it the shooters? Like did, can bad manifestations come true? And then does the universe care what quote unquote is bad? Or maybe it was good. Maybe someone in that school would have like, I don't know, created a nuclear war in 20 years. And maybe it was for the better good. You don't know. Right. But like whose manifestation is then therefore more important, right? Is the shooter manifesting things or like the children manifesting, you know what I mean? Like which manifestation gets picked and then does the universe weigh which one is quote unquote better? Did anyone do this or is it just chance? Like if you're another example, if you happen to be born a poor female living under the Taliban rule in Iraq, basically imprisoned in your own home for simply being born a female, did, did you manifest that as a child, like in a future life? Did your mother, did your family, did your dad's family, did the Taliban, did they manifest it? Did anyone manifest this? Or, you know, if your child gets diagnosed with leukemia, 
who manifested that tragedy in the family? Mom, dad, like in that instance with the childhood cancer, you could be like, like every normal parent, I feel like I've had these thoughts of just like randomly passing thoughts of, oh God, if anything happens to her, I, you know, I don't know what I would do. And then you quickly like have little flashes of bad things happening because you're terrified and trying to prevent a negative outcome. Right. And so if something in this, in unlikelihood statistically that it happens, you know, that your child does get cancer or something bad or a car gets hit or whatever, you like months ago had a a thought of like, oh my God, if my kid got this and then it happens and you believed in manifestation, you're going to feel guilty that you caused that. Like, does that seem true to you? It doesn't feel true to me that you can cause something by the very thought of it. Because if you did, then what? Like the guilt associated with that. And like, I need to control every single thought that pops into my head. If it's not like rainbows and sunshines, I need to set every other single thought on like metaphorical fire, you know, like those types of thoughts are totally normal. Like I think those things. And one of the things I tend to think a lot of times because I let my daughter kind of walk to the bus and like walk around the neighborhood with her friends, I'm worried that she'll be kidnapped or something, right? Because of the stories and like they, this, it's unlikely statistically, but it could happen, right? And so in that instance, if unlikely it does happen, like did I cause that because I was concerned and try to create preventative measures to, to do like to prevent that action, of her being kidnapped. Like I got her like a little watch so she can call me. She has like an old phone that she can text me when she, you know, I messaged me and stuff like that. Did I cause that because I took preventative measures because I saw an outcome that I didn't like and try to prevent it. If it does happen, did I cause that? Or was it just chance? Because if it happens, because I believe I caused it with my thoughts, the guilt that would rack me would be insane. Like how could you continue living if you thought that you caused that? Some things just are and they happen and there isn't a reason for it sometimes it's just chance like where we're born is chance the biological sex that we have it's a 50 50 chance it depends on the man and it's just the chance our skin color is a mix of genetics and then obviously like our genetics are a random mix like even brothers and sisters don't have the same genetic mix which is why we look different like these kinds of things aren't under control but these types of things dictates like 99 percent of our lives and how we turn out into the world Cause like the example of like a poor dark skinned, um, Iraqi girl born under the Taliban, she's going to have a drastically different life than me, a white woman born in America. Even if I was born in poor circumstances, I was born in the United States with different opportunities that she didn't have. I wasn't under the Taliban. I was allowed to exit my home. I can drive in a car. I don't need a man's permission. Like that's just an example. But are you saying that she can control that? she can control her life just as much as I can, because I just don't think that's true. And to push that on, you know, certain populations that manifestation is the key to get out. If you just visualize your way out, that's not true. Cause if she just creates like a vision board in her like dingy home where they don't have enough food, she doesn't even know what she can manifest. She doesn't even know another option is available to her. And if she did, she can't just think and feel your way out. She'd have to, the, amount of dangerous logistics that this girl would have to go through to get out of this this situation that wouldn't be manifestation that would be dangerous action to improve her life but the odds are not in her favor right not all thoughts are quote-unquote real as someone with depression and anxiety issues thanks to bipolar 2 a lot of my thoughts are complete nonsense and just come out of nowhere and they're 
contrary to observable facts in my life and evidence to negate what my thoughts are telling me and forcing me to feel. So if someone sits there and tells me that all my thoughts, both negative and positive, become real and I create my world based on those thoughts, then my world's going to get real scary and dark. It's normal to have these negative flashes of images or certain thoughts into your mind, especially like if you're even if you're in like totally neutral situations, like I'm not even going to give examples I have as a mother of just things happening to my child. But like even me, like when I'm like walking through the door, sometimes like one of my fears is like busting my face and like knocking my teeth open or knocking my teeth out. And for whatever reason, sometimes if I'm a little too close to the door, I have images of like the door slamming on my face and like it becoming a thing. But what happens is obviously I well not obviously you can't see me, but I haven't yet been hit by a door. But what it does create me to do is make sure I leave enough room to put my arm out in front of the door so my face is nowhere near the door. So by having that flash that fear and that flash of the negative image, I didn't create I'm not creating my face getting smashed into the door. I'm creating a situation like, oh, I see this as a problem that could be happening. Let me put my hand in front of the door enough so it's nowhere close to my face. So if anything, like those negative thoughts create a situation where you create like escape, escape pathways, like solutions to those things. Otherwise, we wouldn't have any other we wouldn't have solutions to those things. You have to kind of think of certain things in order to have the solution and the counterbalance to those things. You're not just necessarily creating the negative thing. You're just seeing it as a possibility and taking a preventative action on it. Theoretically, I'm not going to create that bad thing. Right. And how I talked about before, like one of my fears, because I let my daughter walk to school and stuff like is that, you know, her kidnapping, right? Like just because who knows, right? I'm afraid that'll happen, right? So it sometimes flashes in my mind. And so I'll watch her through the window, like certain things I will to make sure like my own sanity checks kind of thing. But like, if I were trying to prevent that, like in the instance, I was trying to protect myself from smashing my face in the door, is that I can prevent everything. And so there's certain measurements, right? So if I were preventing that at all costs, that would mean essentially she would I would never, ever let her walk alone ever until what she's in college, like 20, like and then she's 20 and then she doesn't have the skills to actually be alert to danger. If something does happen, like she wouldn't know what to do. Also, I'd be breathing down her neck because her mother won't let her walk outside by herself for like 20 minutes. Like, what does that create in my child that she should be scared? Like that creates the thing that she should be scared because mommy had a negative thought that something could happen, which means it's going to happen. So that teaches her the same thing. So now she's living in fear because God knows what she could think and that'll create a reality. You know, it it creates a situation where like, it's just going to, you can't control every thought. And it's just because you think that thing, it doesn't mean it can come true. It's just flashes of things that could happen based on your imagination, what you've read in books, what you've seen in the news, what you've heard from other people, it could happen, preventing those things and then taking like measured prevention to be like, okay, I can't flip all the way over here to prevent this, but I can't take measured action like I did with like, you know, getting her a little watch she can call me on, having certain checks in place. If I don't hear from her at this time, I text a certain parent, there's certain securities in place but I wouldn't ever just stop her from doing certain things. And, you know, in some circumstances I might, but in this circumstance, for example, just because I think it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Right. So I can't just block her from walking outside ever. And like literally not even walking. Like what if she's at a mall with a friend and she gets taken and like, I, even if she's with me, I turn my back. There's tons of stories like that. And in the five seconds I'm in the dressing room, she's gone. Like, 
I can't control certain things no matter how quote unquote good of a parent I am. And putting that type of responsibility on me is irresponsible and creates a certain type of guilt that I don't want to live with. And I don't want to put on other parents or that's just an example with, I know the things that I think about a lot. And so I'm like, I would never want anyone to think that like I did something like that should be on me. My bad thoughts created that. And the amount of like, I'm the center of the universe that that inherently creates, like, I think it, so it should be done situation. It's almost like a godlike thing to me. Like we're not out here being, I don't know, an X-Men character on Rogue, just touching people, sucking the life force out of them and absorbing stuff because we thought it. And so it is like, I feel like it's a little bit of, you know, get over yourself. Like not every thought you have is important and not every thought you have will come. It it doesn't mean it's going to come true. It's just a, a thought. And then our dreams thoughts, like, Cause then all dreams are that are crazy would come true, right? Like there's just disconnects here for me. For me with manifestation, if you want to try manifestation, how would you even know what you could possibly want? A lot of times, like you don't know what you don't know. So how would you even know things to possibly manifest? And how would I know what Amanda from five years from now will want? I didn't know Amanda from five years ago today would want what I want now how would I know to even manifest that? Or if I had manifested it, it would work. Would I be happy with those things? Cause what if the thing you're manifesting isn't even right for you? Like just an example, when I was alone living, like living alone and abandoned in a filthy house on welfare, food stamps, essentially all the Maryland state run programs. I was 20 years old. This is a decade ago. Now I was 20 years old with a one-year-old, my daughter, and I would have never have dreamt of the life that I currently have like I'm safe. I'm in a nice, like upper middle income community. I come home to a healthy relationship with my husband and my daughter. I have real friends. I graduated college. I'm creating my own business. I'm generally happy, right? I would have never even have have thought of any of this when I was 10 years ago. I didn't even know that the life I'm currently living now was an option. So how could I possibly have even tried to manifest any of it? In that current state, I was in survival mode. The only thought that I had at the time, besides like negative raging depression, like constant agitated sadness was just again and again, get out however you can get out. So my manifestation would have been just get out. And you could say that I did get out. So my manifestation came true, but it wasn't a visualization. It was a desperation of get out. I made it out of that circumstance, but it wasn't through positive thinking or manifesting or vision boards for the life of my dreams. It was seeing the situation I was in, not wanting to be there for the rest of my life, seeing what could be taking a potential path to kind of raise me up just one rung further and then one more, one more. And then like 500 plus rungs later, I can't see the bottom anymore because I'm so high up and away from it because it's a decade later. And it's only in looking down that I can see how far I've come, but I don't want to like look back because it's painful and it's best for me not to keep to look back and just keep going because like they belong down, like those nasty rungs belong in the mud. So in that kind of situation that I was in, others are, you know, in or worse, not, it's hard to compare traumas, I know, but bear with me here. But in that situation, what would have manifesting meant to me? What would it have meant to others in those types of situations? Like if someone had told me that I would have, I would have felt like I wanted to punch them in the face. Like, are you mocking me? Like, are you insinuating that I'm stupid? That I caused my own awful situation with bad thoughts and I can just get out of that bad situation with positive thoughts? And if I just think of mansions and a happy feeling, a family, I'll have that. Like, 
No, that's one of the dumbest, most patronizing things I can ever think of saying to someone. Like, I would never say that. You should, like, that's insane to me. Like, and, and, and other circumstances, like, how, again, how could I possibly have thought to manifest something better? Like, or to even think of something better? Like, it, it's just not helpful for people who are in situations that one, they didn't control. Again, not to bring up the, the Iraqi girl situation, but like, did she manifest that? Like, who like and if someone I don't know I guess if she found her way to TikTok and some I don't know like person in U.S. was like all you have to do is think your way out of your situation her watching that on a TikTok or whatever like what is she supposed to be thinking right now that she caused her own problems is that the message that we're sending to people in terrible situations you can only control things up to a certain extent like you can't just manifest generational traumas and and poverty you know like most of the world's population is living just at or below poverty line. Did they create that? Are they manifesting that? Or is it like, I don't know, it's capitalism who's just hoarding the money and like, sub, you know, subjugating these people. Like, did the Africans like enslaved in the U.S., did they manifest being slaves? Like, I, I don't know, right? Like that. And if so, who, who manifested it? Every single one of them? Or was it like the slavers that manifested this? Like, again, that's the weighing of whose manifestation carries more weight in the universe? Does the universe weigh these things on who gets what manifestation, right? I'm getting a little heated personally, obviously, and I know I'll get heat for some of this. I know some of my closest friends are totally into this manifestation and the visualizing and the theory of attraction, and I get it. In theory, it's great, and I love it, right? Like, I like to think that if I spend five hours flipping through magazines and Elmer's gluing cut out of like beautiful homes and patios and pretty faces and flowers. And I post it onto a poster ball and a poster, um, poster board and I hang it up on my wall. Voila. I created the life of my dreams and I will have it be so in five years. That sounds amazing. And I, I talked about this in a previous episode as well with my morning, uh, my morning routine where I was doing one of the techniques too, of like future gratitudes and just general gratitudes of like writing it down of like, um, I'm so grateful to, and then future projecting, I'm so grateful to, I don't know, make $20,000 on this thing, right? Like I was writing it to the future, but every single time I wrote it, it wasn't happening, right? And I didn't feel, I didn't feel like it was happening. Like it didn't feel authentic. It felt like I was just writing nonsense and lies to me. So I understand like when you write those things or do those types of actions, the techniques that manifestation uh, talks about to get the thing that you want. I understand how it brings a sense of control because yes, I can do hard things. If I just, I can do hard things. if I just believe and truly step into the feeling of having it. But just because I think it and feel it, it doesn't make it so like manifestation doesn't just happen. You have to work at it. And so at that point, is it the work you do or is it the manifesting that brings the positive outcomes? And if so, which one has more weight, which one, which one are you going to give credit to? You know, in my mind, this is, this brings up the example of, um, and again, I'm not mocking. It's just, I feel like it's discounting the actual actions of certain people and certain things. Right. So there, I've heard of lots of stories of, um, you know, like, uh, cures of cancer or surgeries or something like that of like, you know, the patient pulls through because a surgeon did an amazing job through like the technique that she gathered and the years of schooling, whatever, all that stuff and the medicine, the breakthrough medicine techniques, whatever, and the patient comes back and the family comes back and they're alive, right? And they're doing well. And they say, yeah, thank God, the power of, pray. like all those things, like that's great. But I'm like, 
are you not going to count the surgeons and all the nurses that helped you and the pharmaceutical companies that created the drugs? And like, what about those? Like, you know, like what, what, what's going on with those? Cause you can't just like, you know what I mean? Like, where does that go in the weighing of the thanks? Did you manifest your way out of that? Or, you know, I know I understand you have to have like a strong belief and stuff like that to get you through it. Like there's a bigger purpose or something. I understand that. But what I don't like is the discounting of the actions that you or others take on your behalf is, is my issue with it. My friend recently got a pretty decent opportunity, both financially and just kind of general career networking wise, after investing all a lot of money, time, energy, all those things into deciding to go after something and then finishing the project and then putting that finished project out into the world and promoting it. And so when she told me about the opportunity, we got really excited because she's worked so hard, right, for this. And then the opportunity came pretty quickly after she put the thing out into the world and started promoting it. And she like quickly made a joke of she believes in manifestation, but she said, hmm, is this manifesting or is it just retargeting? And she like said it as a joke, obviously, but it's just kind of, she's a true manifesting believer, right? And she's always such a kind, positive person, positive thoughts, all those things, right? But even she, I feel like understands the issues with manifesting is just an objective concept. If you look closely at it, like, did you, did you manifest your success or did you just put in the work and now it's paying off you did you decide to do something put in the work and yes of course you had positive belief and and visualization because why would you try something if you didn't think it was going to work out so of course you had positive thoughts and any negative thoughts you might have had you kind of pushed them to a side or said no I'm going to do this so did you manifest it or is it just the hard work that you that you did and if it is the hard work that just sounds like a lot more that just sounds like goal setting or having a vision and just getting it done your effort was the manifesting. Like that was the, that was the manifesting was the effort. And to me, that sounds like a better, more controllable place to be is knowing that I can control my effort and create the outcome I want instead of just through passive actions of like visualizations and mantras and vision boards and all those things, sending, sending requests out into the universe, hoping the universe is hearing me and waiting for the universe to finish the request. Me thinking I have more control with the effort I put out is a better place for me personally to live. A lot of the techniques for manifestation is thinking, feeling, visualizing the things that you want, aka, like I've already kind of said, lots of times is that it's not a ton of focus on the action of the actual thing that you're trying to manifest. Some quick manifesting techniques that I found, I've mentioned them a little bit here, is like the vision boards, the gratitude journals of it helps be, you know, future gratitudes of I'm so grateful that I live in this huge mansion. I'm grateful that my family is healthy and I can buy my parents a home. Like these are future gratitudes. I'm picturing myself as I am. I've done this. Thank you so much. Right. And then of course there's mantras or like repeating something again and again, every day, meditations to visualize positive affirmations. There's another thing that's similar to the future gratitude journals. It's called scripting. You write a script of the life you want, basically, and you write it as an I'm so happy living in my mansion and playing in the pool. Like you write your story as you're living it and kind of picture yourself there. Basically, any practice that involves stepping into your future future self. But to me, manifesting is essentially a whole lot of faking it till you make it, basically, the problem is that faking it till you make it isn't manifestation. It's just stepping into confidence and acting as if you belong or you belong, like you should be doing something. So people believe that you do. And eventually you start believing it too. So like, for example, if I want to be a, a confident speaker on stage, then I would just step into 
the person that is confident on stage, right? That could be a way that I get more confident. I would act as if someone who is confident would act until I figure out a way that's doing it, that I could do that's naturally for me. But in order to do that, I would also have to practice what I want to talk about, my speaking tone, which points I want to pause on, the visuals that I want to use, the stories that are best to convey the message. I would have knowledge on the actual subject I'm speaking about. In that case, for example, that is a manifestation. It's practice and being confident in yourself that you are able to do something. It's essentially just ridding yourself of imposter syndrome. And once again, you're just putting in the work until you quote unquote make it where you were previously faking it. Did they manifest speaking to thousands of people or did they just put in the work? In the action of manifesting using the techniques that, you know, I kind of listed and I'm sure you've heard of other ones yourself or you can Google, right? But you can feel a sense of control and positivity in your life. And that can be great for someone that feels out of control or situations that you feel like you don't have control. But what happens again, if you don't actually have control, what happens when you're, what you're manifestation manifesting, just it's not coming true. Like well, what then what happens with, with that? Are you a bad manifester? And then does it feel authentic to, and good to maybe keep writing down what essentially boils down to lies you're telling yourself? And are you just taking away energy and time that you could have been working towards the actual thing that you're writing? So if you write down every day for months, I am a magnet for success, but you never put in this work to get the skills needed for the path you want to be successful in, or you don't go out to make the connections to the people you should probably be networking with, then there's a disconnect between your actions and what you're manifesting and saying that you want. Your current state does not reflect the things you're writing and the actions you're taking. Like there's an obvious disconnect between those things. And at the point that you realize that there's a disconnect between the manifestations that you're writing down and visualizing in your actions, you either have to kind of acknowledge that what you're writing down or visualizing isn't helping. And then you just kind of give up because you can't manifest like others say, and then you feel worse because you think that it's, the universe just hates you, right? Like you just can't do it. Or you realize that the problem areas are the problem areas there that are creating the conflicts. And then you see those conflicts and then you make action to remedy those, those conflicts. The thinking, writing, and visualizing doesn't just make wonderful things happen for you. It's the seeing the mantra or whatever you're writing or visualizing that you'd want for yourself, noting the conflicts between that and your real life, and then taking actions to overcome and move past those conflicts. It's in the action, the doing, the seeing the obstacle and trying all that you can to move past it is what creates that change in your life. If you have a mantra that you really love or a visualization that you really want for your life and you want to move forward with, that's great. Look at that mantra or that visualization or whatever it is and notice like the disconnect between that mantra and your real life. Like where are the conflicts to make this mantra true to you in your life? These conflicts are the things to take action on. You either need to remove them you either need to remove them or take action to get better at certain things. You can't just repeat a mantra to yourself every day while standing in a mirror, like trying to call for Bloody Mary, thinking she'll just show up because you called her. That's not how this works. So you have to take action on the mantra to make it true. You have to recognize that all manifesting really boils down to is listing what you want for your life and taking the actions to get there, period. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. I know I got a little heated. One, because um, I drank caffeine before I 
started recording, so I'm pretty hyped. And secondly, because this topic just kind of makes me feel certain ways. Um, I'm sure you could tell through the episode, right? I'm not going to put it out and start a new brand. But uh, thank you so much for listening to the end. Um, hopefully something that I said makes sense to you or maybe you've been hearing these kinds of, you know, manifest the life of your dreams and recognize that there's usually something attached to it. Like someone that says that is usually trying to sell you something or try to get you to think a certain way that they think. That's my experience. I don't know if you've had that experience, but that's what I've started to notice a pattern of is People that kind of say that have something they're trying to sell you or they're trying to sell you on a lifestyle or they're trying to convince you of something or, but it's just not relevant in some cases. And I just don't love it sometimes. So anyways, that's my spiel on manifestations. Again, I wanted to quickly talk about the offer that I am having for the next month until the end of February, 2023. I am offering free, free, 60 minute marketing consultation calls to um, anybody who fills out the intake form in the episode show notes. So if you go to the episode notes of your listening, if you're listening to this episode, go to the episode notes. There will be a link there to a short Google form where there'll just be a couple of questions for you to fill out just so I can like get to know you really quickly. And of course, get your email that way we can communicate and we can set up the call. But these calls are essentially about how I was personally feeling overwhelmed and burnt out by the messages of other, you know, boss babes and hustle gurus and all those things of how I needed to turn to essentially a hustle monster and do a million different things because that's how you got things going. That was how success worked. But that didn't work for me. And so with these calls, I'm going to go through a way that I feel like you can be good and in flow with your goals instead of, you know, living in constant overwhelm and comparing yourself to others and always testing new methods that work for you and actually realizing what can work for you based on your unique selling point. And yes, everyone has one. So it's your unique selling point. And then if you have a business, your business is unique selling point. If you have a business, like your unique selling point also flows into that because that's your, like you can't be selling something as your own business owner. And that's in, it's not compatible with you as a person, right? So in some way, your your unique selling point is going to be intertwined with your businesses in some capacity. So like pinpointing that, leaning into that, and kind of growing that. And I want to help achieve that for you, like help you with that without telling you after my whole rant of manifesting is that I don't want you just to manifest it. Like we can help you strategize, like I can help you strategize a way to get there that's right for you. Because I know for me, even sometimes like the thing that I wanted, I'm like, actually, that's, I don't think that's actually right for me after trying it and going after it. Right. So helping you figure out which way is the best way for you. And of course, I'm not going to tell you which way is the best way. We're going to like talk about it and figure it out. But my personal experience is in marketing. Um, I've mentioned it before, but I have eight and a half years of marketing experience, digital marketing. And so that's where a lot of my strength lies, which is why I'm talking about unique selling points and things like that. So it would be really helpful for you as well, just to improve your marketing skills for your career under your business. All of the things I already talked about, the call will be free flowing. It's your time. We can talk about all of those things, any of those things. Literally what I want to help you with is like, what's the biggest problem that you'd love a solution for right now. Like, what do you want someone to help you figure out? That is what I would like to talk about during those free 60 minute marketing consultation calls. Again, I am offering them until the end of February, 2023. 
And if you're listening to this not live and it's after February 2023, don't worry. Still go to bareminimumbabe.com, the website. Um, there will be some type of various offer like this, I'm, I'm sure, at this point. I'm, I don't know if it'll be an hour. It might be like 30 minutes or 15 minutes, whatever, but there'll be something like it. And if there's not, there'll be other stuff that I'm talking about, other helpful um, information and stuff as well on the website. So if you are interested in that call, I would love to hear from you. Go to the episode notes and click on that Google doc, uh, that Google form and fill it out and we can get a call scheduled. So with that said, I will be in your ears next week and I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. Bye. (laughs) 